my friends. It's Havala Cunnington, and this is the Havala Cunnington Podcast. I'm glad that you're tuning in today as we go over some of my greatest ways that I keep my life going. Is anybody out there trying to keep their life going? You know, there is something about going forward, having momentum, staying focused, and trying to go uh, with the things that God's put in our hearts to go forward. And, you know, being a builder, looking at the things that are in our lives and taking the talents that God's given us and trying to build with what He's given us, doing the very best we can with what He's given us. But, you know, all of that requires limitations and boundaries. What I mean by that is we all have uh, limits. We all have things that we can only do so much. I know that doesn't sound very exciting. That doesn't sound like I'm being very nice, but it's true. There's something about realizing that we have limits that gives us permission to be us. It allows us to be who we are called to be. It allows us to be us and it allows someone else to be them. And so this whole kind of series, this intro to this podcast that we're doing in this um, couple week run is all about understanding your limits. It's understanding your boundaries, it's understanding your core uh, beliefs that allow you to be who you're called to be. And they're all not gonna be the same. You're gonna have yours, I'm gonna have mine, but we need to have them. That's really, what my heart is, I think in essence, is I want you to begin to outline what God's, God has called you to do and what God has called you to be and really live out of those core values. That's how you're gonna be real healthy. So we're kind of winding down to some of my really favorite core values and some of the things that I live out. This one is really, this one kind of shook me. I feel like it's it was a game changer in so many ways. And this one has continue to be one that I battle with. And what I mean by that is uh, instinctively, I lean towards uh, doing things a certain way. And this core value consistently the kind of bumps me back into the lane that I need to be in. Um, it, it's the thing that jerks me and says, Havala, are you doing what you need to be doing? Um, and it's really, really keeps me healthy. And for those of you that are out there, uh, you're going to know immediately if this is you. I think my greatest question, one of my greatest core values is this. I ask myself, am I looking for perfection or am I happy with good enough? Now, some of you right now are thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for it to be you know, perfect. I'm looking for it to be excellent. I'm looking for it to be the best. And actually, I'm not saying that at all. In fact, I oftentimes think perfectionism can be the very thing that hurts us the most because in life, there are so many things that will demand uh, our attention and we've got to be good at saying, you know what, this is good enough for right now. I have to keep going. This was huge for me. This was a game changer. This was the thing that caused me to be able to get up in the morning and enjoy my life. It was an ability to see the things that I was doing and the things I was working on and, and to ask the question internally, is this okay? Am I okay with where I am? I mean, yeah, I could, I could work another 50 hours on this. I could add more. I could rebrand this. I could add a few more people to this team. But is this okay? Could I go ahead and 
continue to go forward with this. And you know, are my kids' clothes, what they're wearing right now, is this okay? Is the, what they're eating right now okay? You know, is the laundry, do we have enough clothes to get by this week? Are my toilets clean enough? Um, you know, are they eating healthy enough? And you know, for those of us that are high achievers, type A personality, and I kind of can ride that line sometimes, uh, th- that question is really important because it allows us to make the main thing the main thing. Um, And it allows us to have that internal margin to say, you know what, this is good enough. Perfection is not not required. Progress is required. And so I may not get from A to Z, but I did get from A to G, and that was important to me right now. So that's my question for you today. Uh, How much of your life can you say, is this good enough? And can I actually inside take a big, deep breath? and exhale and just uh, relieve some of this anxiety and ask myself, who is asking me to have this perfect? Is God asking me to have this perfect or am I asking myself? Am I afraid that if I don't produce this perfectly, my relationship, my my kids, my, my home, my environment, my ability to serve God, if this is not perfect, am I feeling like a failure? And if those are things that we're battling with, hey, and we all have, so welcome to life, is there a way that I can actually revisit some of the internal narratives that are causing me to strive for perfection and that's wearing me out and not allowing me to enjoy my everyday life? If that's where you're at, hey, welcome. Welcome to the party. (laughs) Welcome to life. But take that deep breath and say, where can I uh, give myself permission to say this is good enough for the season I'm at There'll be a day when I can check this completely off. But right now, I can actually circle this and say, work in progress. I'm on my way. I wasn't what I used to be, but I'm on my way, and I'm going to continue to go forward. I hope that makes sense. I hope that encourages you. I got a lot of things in my life that's good enough, and I'm going to get there. It's not perfect, but it's good enough. I bless you in your journey. I love you. I'm so glad you're listening to this. We're all on, we are all in this journey together. I'm with you every day, getting up, you know, eat, pray, hustle. What's what we're doing uh, because the kingdom of, of God is at hand and we are after that for sure. Okay, so what we're gonna do now, we're gonna tune into radical growth. Some of you that are joining me right now, you may say, what are we doing? Why do we transition? Am I doing this wrong? You're not doing this wrong at all. Uh, those of you that don't follow me may not understand. I have uh, online studies that we uh, we give to anyone who likes to watch uh, online videos uh, that are Bible studies. And we do 20-day 20, 20 studies, and those are all visual Bible studies. But we've popped them on the podcast because a lot of you have said, Havala, I love you, but I don't watch videos. I listen to podcasts. So we have heard you, we listened to you, and we threw them on a podcast so you can still go on your workout, you can still clean your house, you can still go on your commute and listen to our Radical Growth series uh, for seven minutes a day, and they're still on this. So we're continuing on our journey. Uh, we'll listen to another day. I'll catch up with you at the end. I'm so glad you're listening. Here's another day of Radical Growth, Growing a Vibrant Life. Hi, I'm Havila Cunnington, and this is 30 Days of Radical Growth. We are going through my new book called Radical Growth, 
um, a guidebook to growing a vibrant life. You do not need the book to go through the study, but I just wanted you to know what we are going through in case you're popping in and just seeing who we are. Um, My goal is just to give you three to five minutes of a devotional, and I hope that you're enjoying it. We're on week two of growth, um, and we are on day nine of of our growth week. Today is called The Sun, The Sun, and I want you to write that down. Uh, Today we're going to talk about how that sun is so vital to our growth and development. Um, If you have a Bible, turn to Psalms 84, chapter 84, Psalms 84. Um, In order for a seed to germinate, it requires sunlight. First, this is page 43. Even a flawless seed planted in a well-nourished soil cannot grow without sunlight. And I was thinking about that. I, we had a storm and again, I told you I'm not a gardener, so no judgment, but we had a storm and I thought, oh, I'll put my plants in the garage um, cause it's going to be cold and it'll be fine. Well, I forgot about them and, um, it was, they were all, they were beautiful. They were ready to go. Well, by the time I got them, they had died and it was in the garage. It was dark and they hadn't had any sunlight get, that had gotten to them until I got to them and it was too late. So I think about that reality. We forget about that no matter how healthy the plant is. If there's no sunlight, then it doesn't grow. I'm going to continue on. It says, the sunlight is the triggering mechanism for the seed, sending a wavelength of light reaching within the soil straight to the seed. It triggers the growth and development. So it has to have the sunlight for it to germinate. It actually hits to it. The seed that germinates in darkness requires a long wavelength of light to do so. The light causes growth. It doesn't matter how deep the seed lays underground. If the sunlight can reach it, it will grow. What what spiritual truth can we learn from this? Here's the truth. God's very presence and life-giving light can bring any seed to life, no matter how dark the environment may be. I think about two factors in this. First, it's very true. No matter how dark you feel, no matter how dead that part of you feels, if you can get the light of God, the presence of God into that area, it will illuminate your light. I also think about our own lives. Um, Many times we'll have seasons of darkness and it's not, I'm not talking about depression or fear, but I'm talking about hiddenness, kind of like the life of Joseph, where Joseph was in seasons of being hidden, even though he had a dream in his heart, he didn't actually, wasn't able to walk it out until many years later. And there's this bit of this darkness that we're hidden in, this season of not being seen. And and what's happening is, is like we talked about, the roots go down deep and it grabs the earth, it grabs onto the truth that we believe, but also there's a a part of the darkness that protects us because we're not really ready to be seen. We're not ready for the elements yet in our lives. But we still, even in that darkness, that those seasons of, of being hidden, we need God's presence to come in and remind us of who we are, remind us that he hasn't forgotten about us, remind us that he still sees us. And the way that we do that, and at least in my life is that I get in his presence, whether it's worship or whatever, I want to hear, I want to feel his presence in my life. Um, God's very presence is life giving to us. And that is the son Psalms 84, which in which you turn to, it says that the, the Lord God is our son and our strength and the Lord will give grace and glory. He will not keep back any good thing to those whose ways are upright. I just think about that. The Lord is our son and our strength. He is the one that gets to us and he, 
I don't know. I just think of it like warming. He warms us and, and allows us to germinate through that. Uh, the part of the sun word in this passage is the Hebrew word, and it, it means, uh, I'm going to probably slaughter this word, but I think it says shemesh, which means public, the word public. So why does it say that the Lord... Um, He's the son of the shield, and he brings uh, that son is the word public. Why? And I would say it's impossible for the son not to bring into public the word that's inside of you. Like, if you're really a Bible-believing, God-fearing person who's living it out, then it's going to be impossible for for people around you not to see it, even if it starts out small. Um, Our ability to let the son reach the seed within us is vital to our development. Many times we are quick to rush out of God's presence without allowing the sunlight to reach the seeds within us. You know, sometimes as a, as a mom, I will feel so tired and, and there's things I, I want to get to, but I can't get to it. And I'll just lay on my bed or I'll lay on my floor and just put worship music on. And I don't, I'm not there to make anything happen. I'm just there to say, God, just fill me with your presence. I know he lives within us. So I know that can seem a little bit confusing, but I just simply mean, would you just bring to remembrance your, your reality, your presence, your existence in my life and do what you need to do the things I don't even know that I need, would you do it? And allowing time for his presence in our lives. Um, even, even not checking it off. Like I'm done. I worship. I sing a few songs. I'm done. You know, that's, that's pointless. It's really, is our heart connecting? And if not, what are we fearing? Are we fearing that the sunlight's going to expose something in us that we don't want to be seen? Well, guess what? If God exposes something, then there's grace to look at it. So don't worry. He'll give you grace to see it and to change. He's not expecting you to do all the work. He wants to help you. Um, So we have to give it time. If we allow the seed to be planted in our hearts, we must allow God, God's time for his presence to develop it. When we are overexposed to overexposed or rush the process, our soil is shallow and our growth will be shallow. Never underestimate the time it takes for development and growth for you to be tempted to rush the process. How many of you are tempted to rush process? I am. I know I'm definitely tempted to hurry this up. Two things, morning meditation. The first thing is in the Bible, it talks about in Luke chapter 2, verse 19, and you can turn there later, it simply says that when the word of God came to Mary, the mother of Jesus, that she hid those things in her heart. There are some things that God says to us that we just need to be good at hiding and saying, God, I will hide it in my heart until you say it. And if we don't, then we can have simple Joseph moments. In the book, of, it talks about in Genesis that Joseph was too quick to explain the word of God, too quick to say what God, the dream that was in his heart, and it caused envy and hatred in his brother's hearts because it, they weren't ready to have that in their life. And I would just say, hide, hide, hide. Let the Son of God come. You can never have enough sun, if you will, the presence of God in your life. Your daytime dare is to take a few minutes to hide away in your life. So go for a walk. Get in a closet. I've done that. Um, get in a bathroom or in the car and just say, God, let your word germinate in my life and let, just let his presence. And how do I do that? A lot of times I'll lift my hands. Now, there's nothing spooky that happens when we lift our hands. I know that there's different parts of the body of Christ that believe different things, but I've always believed that it's just a sign of surrender. That's all it is. God's not doing anything other than us just saying, I surrender, surrender to you. So many times I will either lift my hands before God or I will lay my hands on my lap and I'll just say, God, I surrender to you as an act. I want you to find a place where you can do that whether it's laying your hands open on your lap or lifting them high to heaven, saying, God, I surrender. Let the sun of your presence hit me. And lastly, your evening meditation is to take a moment and surrender to God. As you lay in your bed, you take a walk, 
Whether you journal your thoughts, I want you just to surrender and say, God, would you just help me to hide these things in my heart? I want your presence to illuminate, not just, uh, not just the moments I expect you to touch, but touch the moments that I wasn't expecting you to touch. I bless you today, 30 days of radical growth, and I'll see you tomorrow. Well, that's radical growth for today. Thank you for listening. And if you want to find me in other places, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and the new Periscope. You can also check out HabilitCunnington.com for all other updates. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch you next time.